Hello, everybody. Today, Meta Mondal is going to be covering the evolution of the meta following the most recent bound status slate. Hello, everyone. It's Javid Meta Mondal, and I'm here to give you guys a weekly update on the meta. So, as we predicted last week, we'll see a lot of changes in the meta with sisters being strong, necrons, and custodies. We'll see a lot of custodes actually in. X and 1s, you saw a lot of Necrons across it. Now, remember, there weren't that many uh, tournaments this time around. We only had uh, about four of them, I believe. We'd have the, the Dice Crusher in Poland. We had the Beach Head Brawl, which was the biggest one that was in England. We had the Grand Onslaught in Florida. We had the Ottawa Winter Open, and we had Brighton 40k. There's also a larger RTT that happened, and that was the Kairos Dynasty. I want to start with that right now. I looked at that live from War Games Live, and Thousand Sons won. They beat, I believe it was Imperial Knights in the last round. It was a brother versus brother game, and it was interesting. The Thousand Suns player, again, not knocking anyone, not saying they misplayed intentionally, but a lot of times when they rolled, they rolled with the plus chance to wound if an enemy unit is on an objective when it wasn't the case. Now, with that said, I want to say Thousand Suns are looking really strong because most of the meta is looking uh, to put a lot of things on the board. If you look at Imperial Guard, you look at Dark Angels, we look at... Aldari that's trying to control the middle of the board. Sisters with a ton of infantry. We look at Necrons and Custodes, all vying to score a lot of points. And Thousand Sons love that playstyle. They love going in there and, and getting their extra to wound. They get all their Cabal points and they do a lot of damage. Thousand Sons have a lot of damage in their lineup. The issue that I see with Thousand Sons being a complete you know, S tier. They're not going to be an S tier. I think they're going to be a very competitive army with a pretty high skill cap, mainly because there are armies at the top that basically will, will feed on them. Custodies with the four up, feeling the pain. You have technically Grey Knights can build around that, and Grey Knights much rather be in melee than in range, helps Grey Knights in that matchup as well. Anyways, moving from that and just saying that while I don't necessarily agree with the tournament results, don't think it would change a lot. There was also not that much variety of a list. It was only a 21-man tournament. So let's take the result with a grain of salt on this one. While we do agree that Thousand Sun is strong, I don't think it's going to be winning a GT at this point. Let's move on into... The Eldar, which won a tournament, shows that the Nurse are, well, we'll see. I mean, the Nurse are the Nurse, and, and it's it's obviously weaker. Let's just see how the top of the meta shape up, and if Eldar can adapt to it. Most of the Eldar lists right now are not running anything that saw a points increase in the last data slate. So it's interesting, um, and we'll keep our eyes on it. I actually have that list. I looked at it. And it incorporated a lot more fake dice generation. It had a, a unit of guardians. You know, we looking for fake dice would be one of the biggest things from Eldar. 
and clearly that player found the defenders being one of the good hold your home objective for 110 points and, and continue to just spit out a couple extra fade dice during the game. Let's go on and talk about Guard. Guard had a pretty good weekend. Um, we can see in the Ottawa, they went 5-0, and and they also had another great result in the Beachhead Brawl, which was the biggest tournament, in, as well going 6-0. and So Guard is here. I'm very scared to say that they are S-tier. Uh, very interesting list that you're seeing coming out from Guard. But they do have a weakness. They really rely on Lord Solo Leonis. And, you know, with Conjuncture adding the Platoon Command Squad, making his three orders be broadcasted, is like the main meat of that army. If you're able, or if you have an army that's able to take out either Lord Solar or the Platoon Command Squad early, the army power goes down a lot lower. Again, we're looking at things like Necrons that have the ability to get up in the, you know, in that the three inch away or whatnot and handle those things. It'll be interesting to see how the meta develops around handling guard, but we can no longer say guard is just a meme. They're they're definitely here to stay. Uh, one talk about the the sisters list. You know, we saw Morgan Fall. We saw a bit more characters on that list than I actually anticipated to be honest with you you know the the demifuge <laughs> the demonfuge sorry i don't know how do you pronounce that demonifuge but anyways it's not really played often and you know just with the ability for them to to do a little bit of smite damage and and more importantly than not the heroic intervention for zero and then Chaining that stratagem, I can't remember what it's called, it's like suffering from the spear or whatever, but forcing the unit that charged one of your more important units to attack the, the these demon guys, the, the Harlequin and Ephriel, will be a big deal to protect that board and allow sisters to score and keep more board presence, which is what they're really good at, right? So that's one of the interesting things I saw in the sisters list and i'm really excited to see how sisters continue to shape this meta with their sheer presence on the board to also talk about the the world leaders and tier nets going x and o's they were both art of war players i believe ryan was on world leaders and john was on tier nets obviously two very skilled players so i think again this is what some of these things that people are not taking seriously can do especially the World Leaders list by Ryan. That's that's very impressive. Everyone thought World Leaders were dead, and, you know, here's Ryan taking first, going 6-0, six and, six and oh, I believe it was. You can double-check the results. I have it up right here. Sorry, 5-0. and oh, So he went 5-0. and oh. And then John on Tiernitz. I really like the Tiernitz build that I see him taking complete advantage of this, this Screamer Killer point reduction here. He's running a very heavy Battleshock list, with the Nero Tyrant as well. But what is interesting here is having the Screamer Killers add another phase that Battle Shocks are taking. Really going to take advantage of that with the Nero Lictors on there. Really good Battle Shock synergy. And it's it's a lot killier than the previous set of Tyranid list. Tyranid's biggest weakness really is the killiness, right? The 
army itself is really good at holding objectives. It's really good at scoring. He, he took three gargoyles still, even with the point increase. You know, they, they are there. They can play missions really well. Tyranids have that mobility to do so. So going forward, it's going to be very interesting on the development of this list here for Tyranids and if that brings in to play more Battleshock tactics again from the Tyranids army here. The only thing I wanted to talk about that we didn't really touch on was Dark Angels and especially the Iron Storm. It's a lot of players went X and O. I think it was three out of ten players went X and one. Sorry, I meant X and one, not X and O. And it's it's going to be interesting because Black Tempers have a lot of play. They were one of the better performing Marine armies before the data slate. And and nothing that the Black Templars use really got hit that hard. So I'm really interested in seeing more Black Templars. I, I'm waiting for more data to come out. I mean, in this, we saw Grey Knights doing abysmal with like 33% win rate, and we all thought Grey Knights were going to be well. But I looked at some of those lists, and most of them are running the Librarian list without the Grandmaster and the Nemesis Dread Knights. And I think it's a mistake to do that, especially with the power increase that both those units got. You know, Grey Knights is a harder army to play, and sometimes we look at this data and say, oh, well, Grey Knights suck, they're at 33% win rate. And I don't think that's very fair to Grey Knights, especially when the army requires such a high skill cap, and one or two plays or one or two spike turns of saves from, from your opponent as a Grey Knight player can really shift that. I don't think Grey Knights are in the position to take a huge super major... But you can see them with podium finishes, and I'm, I'm interested to see how that develops, especially as a lot of Grey Knight players solidify their list around maybe at least a Grandmaster uh, in Nemesis Dread, and then at least another Nemesis Dread. I think the killiness to tanks increase a lot just with the datasheet improvements that they received, and with Drago's ability to get his plus three even coming from Deep Strike. Just a couple of the, the rules, clarification, help Grey Knights. The last thing I wanted to touch on, which we didn't really see, was the Sky Splinter Assault showing up in any of these results. I think it's still new. I think we're still waiting for people to figure out a little bit more on that. But I don't think it's dead. I think it's just one of those armies that require a lot of finesse. And there's not a lot of people with that level of reps in yet. I'm pretty sure a couple of the top players will, will be experimenting and we'll see those coming in the upcoming weeks and it'll show in the results. I don't think the Drakari is that at all. It's very interesting to me though that Necrons did not show up on the you know on a on a first. It's it's only on the upswing here for Necrons though I do believe in the coming weeks they're gonna start taking a couple of them. Apart from that, I think we can look forward to next week and seeing how much the guard hype holds and then see where we go from here. How much more tops are we going to see from, you know, random things like world leaders and Tyranids. I shouldn't say random things because Tyranids got better as a proxy of the whole, you know, the whole data state. All they got was really, at least this this particular list from the other war guys was 
it only took the gargoyles that went up in price, but you got the the cuts on the screamer killer. So interesting, and we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I can see Turnitz also playing a really good game into this meta here, sitting in a, in a spot where they're good at screening, which, which helps them a lot in the deep strike meta. Again, like I think Turnitz have all the tools except the killingness, right? Once they once they figure that aspect of it, it'll it'll help smooth out that army. Don't know if I'll, Sean had anything in closing thoughts, but that's all I really have for you guys. Thank you for having me, and I'll see you guys next week for the next Meta Update. So you thought you weren't getting an outro because Mondo was all on his own, huh? Well, that's just simply not the case, because I'm here to do the editing, which means I'm going to say my piece at the very end. And what that is that I have to say is basically nothing. So if you were expecting some little nugget of wisdom here, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Fresh out. What I can say, that we love you. So have a good day. Ta-ta.